Psalm 95. Last Psalm of the morning. Hey, we only got, what, like 55 more Psalms to go? I'm kind of bitter, kind of sad. I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the Psalms. It took a long time to get here. We've already done over 100 recordings for Chew the Bible, I believe. And we got like a whole nother, shoot, 200 to go, 300 maybe. Because I do, yeah, when somebody, uh, the last young lady I was talking to, Steffi Curry, she's like, oh. she asked me, why don't you just record multiple um, psalms on, or you know, chapters on one recording. And uh, I just basically told her I, I like really taking the time to focus on one chapter at a time, just slow, one chapter at a time. And it's hilarious because a lot of times I notice my recordings on the shorter chapters, partly because I'm like, oh, this is short, so I can just talk and ramble for a little while. <laughs> Anyway, my recordings of the cho the shorter chapters end up being longer than the ones on the longer chapters, it seems like, sometimes, not always, but yeah, I think it's cool to just sit in one chapter at a time and just let it marinate and let it, yeah, sink into your soul, so... Psalm 95, it is now 1120 in the morning, and uh, it's April 29th, 2022. It's weird when I go to this little screen with the time and date. Uh, and they have this picture of me that I took on a selfie I took of myself, and I do not like this. <laughs> I look so, like, like a whole different person. Because I have on these glasses, these reading glasses, and my hair is a little bit longer. I'm like, who is that dude? Sometimes I just look at pictures of myself that I've taken. And I'm like, who is that dude? That does, that does not look like Aaron. I just look, I feel like I look awkward when I have hair. Because I've known myself with no hair for most of my life. I'm tempted to at least try one more time to grow my hair out, but not. Yeah, I can't. I yeah, I have to do a balance between. Um, I can't do the long, long hair. I I've been Mister Clean Cut my whole life. My mom groomed us. She used to make when we used to go to her work functions, because my mom's a CPA or whatever, and she used to work at these corporate accounting firms before she uh, like Merritt's and Price Waterhouse and. I think she worked at Bank of America for a while. Anyway, uh, before she got on with the IRS, uh, yeah, I was trying to think of some like bad ac negative acronyms for the IRS, but I'll refrain. I don't know why my brain went there. <laughs> I paused for a second. Uh, those things are some other acronyms other than inter internal revenue service, like internal and now i ain't gonna say it but uh oh all right my bad y'all bring it back here focus so uh 
I think I need to. I'm going to take a shower. This Even though I showered last night, it's starting to get warmer. I think I'm going to shower again this morning just so I can, like, I like to worship in the shower and also kind of collect my thoughts. I think that's why I'm a little bit, been a little spacey lately. Because, uh, yeah, I've had a lot to think about. I've had a lot on my plate come up recently between that big fat tax bill that I finally paid off uh, and then this other state tax bill that came up that I'm, or sales tax things I got to take care of. And then uh, I'm talking to another young lady now and just managing all my emotions with that. Um, not to say that she's like a a bad thing, whatever, like the tax bill, whatever. It's more of just like, I have a lot more to think about you know, other than just, yeah, so, and then thinking about getting my own, I have to get, I'm getting my own place soon, and uh going to be seeing my kids soon, and there's things going on with my father that I can't talk about, and yeah, my relationship with him is kind of awkward right now, and then, um anyway, I mean, I, I'm just saying my brain is kind of all over the place sometimes lately. All right, when we were kids, and before my mom started working for the IRS, she would go to these corporate events with all her coworkers and stuff and take us like these company picnics. And she would make us tuck our shirts in. Until this day, I have a cousin out in Virginia. Whenever he sees us, my cousin uh, uh, Mario, he's a twin, it's Mario and Marley. But Mario... He was always like, tuck y'all shirts in, yeah, but tuck y'all shirts in. He will never stop talking about that. Uh, he remembers our mom making everybody tuck their shirts in. Oh, anyway, um, yes, Mr. Clean Cut. My whole life, I was groomed to be like a business person. And so, uh, and professional. So, um and for some, yeah, unfortunately, like hair, especially like black hair being long, is deemed unprofessional in a lot of settings. Like, and um, especially if it's not perfectly lined up and groomed and cut. And I cut my own hair. I'm, I can cut my hair, but I'm not the greatest at it, like fadings and all that stuff. And, I don't know. Where am I going with all this? I've gotten better at it. I need what I need to do is buy some new liners. That's the key. I, but I don't want to spend money on some new liners. But I might just break down and get some. I, there's this particular kind that you get from. Um, you gotta go to like Sally's, these Andes ones, and they work perfectly. Because the razor I use, I'm not the greatest at using the razor, and sometimes I mess up. Uh, I'm still learning how to get better at it, but yeah, that's what happened this last time. I was actually growing my hair out, but I used the razor and I didn't, I kind of screwed up and I, I don't have, yeah, my hand skills with the razor is not as great. And so, uh, yeah, I was like, I had, I had like messed my whole lining up and pushed it back too far. And I was like, you know, I was going to shave it off, but yeah, I'm thinking about growing it back out. And I need when I as I grow it back out, I'm just gonna have to break down and buy some these spe- specific type of liners that you get from um, 
Andy's. The last young lady I was talking to, she was nice enough. She actually got me some um, some liners. And um, clippers or whatever. But they don't, I don't know, they're not as good as the, uh, they're nice. They're nice, don't get me wrong, they're nice. But they don't work as well as like, Oh, there's a particular type of liners that work really well. So there's, yeah, I was telling my brother, there's this character that I want to uh, use in a future stories called Mr. Clean Cut. And uh, yeah, based on this, he battles back and forth between being Mr. Clean Cut and not so clean cut. Anyway. It's been the story of my life. All right, Psalm 95. Worship and warning. Come, let us shout joyfully to the Lord. Shout triumphantly to the rock of our salvation. Let us enter his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout triumphantly to him in song. For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. The depths of the earth are in his hand and the mountain peaks are his. The sea is his. He made it. His hands form the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep under his care. That's a good memory verse. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep under his care. Today, if you hear his voice, it's another good memory verse. Do not harden your hearts as at Mirabah. Notice it says, if you hear his voice, it's interesting, if you hear his voice, if you hear the Lord's voice, that's sometimes the hardest part is discerning the Lord's voice. But I feel like the more you spend time in his word and being around other Christians, like when I go to prayer meetings, that's sometimes like when I hear the Lord's voice, voice the clearest. And it's not always like, go take this job or go live in this apartment or it's more of like words of encouragement or specific things that the Lord, <clears throat> see, cause we like to think that the Lord cares a lot all about, yeah, he does care about where we live, what kind of work we do, but he cares more about like our hearts than all that other stuff. And so when I, the, when I hear the Lord's voice, voice the clearest when I'm like in prayer meetings actually, and or yeah, amongst the body of Christ, and we're talking about a topic or reading His Word with other Christians, and then literally I will like turn on the Bible app, or I'll hear this other sermon, or something will happen in my day to like confirm exactly what we talked about in the prayer meeting or prayed about in the prayer meeting or in that gathering. Or yeah, I'll be in prayer meetings, and I'll say some or some. A lot of times, I love to, what I love to do is wait. I'm like, okay, when is the moment? It's almost like double dutch or jumping, jumping rope, uh, waiting for your moment, your turn to get in the rope. Right. And I'm like, okay, like, Lord, I have this word of knowledge or this scripture that I want to share or that's on my heart, but I don't want to just throw it out there until I sense it in my spirit. This is, you know, this is something I need to say, or I'll wait for a prompting. And, uh, that happened. Yeah. On Wednesday night, I'll just share that. We were going through the book, this book my pastor wrote called Rhythm of a Captured Heart and uh, just talking about it. 
and I'm just listening to people talk, I'm, you know, hearing everybody share, and I'm just quiet, just listening, and I wait till the end, right? And uh, we started reading some of the Psalms, and Josh, the associate pastor that was leading the class that night, he shared like Psalm, that's Psalm 56, I believe, about the whole, uh, you record all my wanderings in your book, and uh, all my tears are ke- uh, kept in your bottle. Yeah, he started to, he read that scripture, and I was like, that's the exact scripture I've been waiting to share this whole time, but I was waiting for the right time to share it. Boom. Anyway, it probably won't make sense to y'all listening. There's so many things like that that happen throughout my day or throughout my week, and it's just a confirmation that the Lord sees me and knows me intimately and is in the details of my life. And uh, but yeah, I'm most aware. What I'm trying to say is, uh, I hear the Lord's voice the clearest when I'm actually amongst other Christians. That's why I believe we're called the body of Christ because some of us are toes, some of us are kneecaps, some of us are elbows, some of us are armpits. <laughs> we don't like to think that we're armpits. Some of us are armpit hair. Some of us are brains. Some of us are nose, noses. Some of us are nose hair. Some of us are lips. I think y'all get my point. And some of us are ears, right? And so we need the whole body to make one. We need all these parts to make, we're many members, but one body. And so the more you're amongst the body of Christ, um, the better you can hear from the Lord. I personally feel like versus on your own, you just a toe over there trying to, you know, hear stuff. Not to say that the Lord can't speak to you, but what I'm trying to tell you is like the, the signal I've noticed in my Christian walk, especially now as an adult, the signal is a lot clearer. It's more like XM radio when I'm amongst believers, especially in prayer meetings. It's way more clear than it is when I am um, alone. Just me personally. And I, I got to be careful when I say that. Cause don't get me wrong. There's times I'm alone in prayer meetings and God says things to me. And sh- I mean, when I'm alone praying or reading his word and God gives me a word and speaks to me. But it's not it's basically what I'm trying to say is a lot of times those things that I've been spoken to me in private prayer times. And these are mostly just scriptures and words of encouragement uh, to spur me on to keep going and to be patient, you know. Uh, not necessarily like go live here, go work at this job, go do this, do that. Do that. It's more of just like pe- words of, of encouragement and words of like, uh, yeah, that bring peace to my soul, whatever. Those words a lot of times are confirmed once I'm in the, like when I'm gathered around other Christians and then, yeah, meeting with them. That's why this, I really, that scripture that talks about do not forsake the assembling with other saints. And to, it's why it's good to not really church hop a whole lot. I you know I am guilty. I don't want to say guilty. I was doing that in the last few weeks. I was visiting some other churches, but visiting those other churches gave me just more appreciation for the church that I go to. It's good to be part of a body because they're yeah that be called to a particular local church. Um, it helps you grow and help you hear clearly from the Lord. That's all, I'm, that's all I'm saying. Get confirmation that you are on the right track, that you're not completely over in left field. Wow.
Why do I always say left field instead of right field? It's because right is right. I don't know. I the word yeah. All right. For where was I? Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Verse eight. Yeah. As at Mirabah, as on that day at Massa in the wilderness. Go back and read. Um, let's see here. That is from Exodus seventeen seven, or you can go read Deuteronomy six sixteen. Excuse me. Verse nine. Where well, your fathers tested me. It's never good to test God. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years, I was disgusted with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray. They do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they will not enter my rest. I honestly feel at times I tested God. I had questions. I'll be like, I don't know. Like, God, are you... Are you really real? I would just do feel I really honestly feel like I was rebelling to get God's attention to see how real he really was. And he showed me how real he was. Uh and my prayer now is like, God, I know I've my heart has gone astray at times. Uh and I I admit I don't always know your ways. Uh, just Lord, don't be angry at me. It allowed me to enter into your rest. And I feel like I'm finally reaching a place where I'm entering into learning what it means to enter into God's rest and experiencing his restoration on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis. So I can relate to these dudes. So I'm saying that harden their heart toward the Lord and um, shut out his voice. A lot of it was just fear. A lot of fear, a lot of fear, a lot of fear. All right. Fear will make you run and do some crazy things. All right, all right, all right. Tony Evans notes, when peoples in the ancient world came into the presence of kings to whom they were subjected, they would bring gifts. When we enter our king's presence, the gift we bring is thanksgiving for who he is, what he has done, and what we are trusting him to do. Let's say that again. When we enter into into our king's presence, King Jesus, the gift we bring is thanksgiving for who he is, what he has done, and what we are trusting him to do. For who he is, what he has done, and what we are trusting him to do. I feel like that who he is is very important. Like we if you do that backwards, we just thank the Lord for trusting him to do something or um, what he's done. If if our relationship with God is only based on what he's doing for us, then it's not much of a relationship. Like in a marriage, when it's all about what this, like that, oh yeah, like that uh, uh, Janet Jackson song. What have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Ooh, 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 yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. What have you done for me lately? And when it's all about like what that person is doing for you or what they've done, that's not really a relationship. That's more of a very selfish, self-centered relationship. It has to be more about like who they are, not what they do. That's one of my least favorite questions that people ask. Like, so what do you do? 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 I hate that question with a passion. Like, 
oh, over the years as a banker, I used to come on creative stuff. Like, well, you know, uh, dabble a little this, dabble that, you know, <laughs> um, just give people like off base answers. I never, I sometimes I'll tempted to say I sell drugs, um, but I didn't want somebody really thinking I did sell drugs, and then all of a sudden have the police investigating me. Um, I honestly want to just tell people, you know what, I'm an ambassador of Christ. Like that's it. I tell people about Jesus. Uh, I don't know. I've, yeah, it's just I hate that question. I because there's so much creativity and nuance to people other than like what job they do. But where's I going with all that? I had a point. Yes. Yeah. Really, it's just the same reason why people used to ask when I was in St. Grew up in St. Louis. People ask like, "What high school you go to?" Because asking what high school somebody goes to, I get it. Sometimes people, you know, uh, it's like a big thing in St. Louis. I could have a whole discussion just about that. But people use it as a question to qualify you to determine what socioeconomic status you come from and what neighborhood you grew up in and whether or not you're worth their time to talk to. That's base. Same thing when somebody asks you what you do. They're basically trying to determine if you're worth their time or what they can get from you. Not everybody is this way, but a lot of people are. Like, is this dude worth talking to? Or this woman, is she even worth my time? Instead of, like, getting to know the person. This is, you can tell this is a very sensitive topic for me. Uh, we treat God the same way as people we do. Like, so what is... What has God done for me lately? Like, I'm guilty of it just as anyone else. Like, we only love this person for what they can do for us and what they've done for us um, or what we hope they can do for us rather than for just who they are, just enjoying their presence, enjoying God's presence. I'm I'm preaching to myself right now because I'm, thinking of some things and relationships I have right now, like, well, yeah, I can see where I might have, I only really, I can see where I, yeah, I can have a tendency to like use people at times just for what they can provide for me rather than just like enjoying their presence for who they are. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm experiencing a little bit of conviction here as I'm talking through this. Just anyway. Um, at Miraba, quarreling in Massa, testing after the Exodus, Israel complained to God, demanding, demanding, demanding water. Then they continued to test God and eventually refused to enter the promised land. Therefore, God gave them their wish, swearing they will not enter my rest. That is, they will not experience the blessings that come through a right relationship with him. As a result, that generation would spend 40 years in the wilderness and die there, and their children would enter the land instead. The author of Hebrews quotes Psalm 95 to warn believers not to miss out on God's rest, his blessings and favor by following a path of unbelief and disobedience. Mm. There are a lot of times where I, once again, sometimes I wonder, like, 
like I can see myself in the children of Israel so much. Um, not I try not to live in a lot of regret, but I'm like, man, did my disobedience and unbelief in God lead me to a place where a place where of um I missed out on God's blessings and His rest, and now yeah my children hopefully will be able to experience the blessings that I missed out on I don't know I try not to live in that mindset too much cuz it will just depress you and make you sad too much and make you un- un- ineffective but um my hope and my prayer is that all the years that were stolen by the locust the years that were stolen in the relationship with my kids and the divorce and all that and just all the bad stuff um, caused by, you know, the world, the flesh, my flesh and the devil, you know, one of those three, all those things and just my disobedience and unbelief that God will still restore it all. He will restore it all. And I'm life is too short to throw a big pity party over all the spilled milk. <laughs> I actually spilled milk in my back seat once. One of those cartons of milk that I was delivering just exploded in my back seat. Uh yeah. And I still there's like a little bit of a white stain still there from it. <sighs> I really need to like it needs to be like detailed out, like shampooed and all that. So Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you for Psalm 95. Thank you just for this entire time I've been able to spend in your word. I give you all the guilt over money that I might have missed during this time. In reality, Lord, you can bless me. Shoot, you can give me another $150 delivery like you did the other day if you want. Once I get out here, I thank you, Lord, that this time spent with you is worth even a thousand times more um, than any money that I can make could have made during those three four however many hours it's been two three hours thank you god that all my needs are already met my child support back child support is paid i'm not just current on my child support but i'm a ahead of it and lord even more i repent for every way i've like focused so much on what you can do for me god and getting me out of this problem or that problem or what i I repent for even looking to others for what they can do for me. Lord, help me to see people for who they are and just really love people for just who they are and not what they can do for me. Or, um, Yeah, God, help me just really see people for who they are and love them unconditionally. There's a joke that the only people that I love unconditionally are women and dogs. I don't know how much truth there is to that. I know it's just a joke, but sometimes it does feel that way. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, at the end of the day, you love us unconditionally. You love us unconditionally. You love us unconditionally. Now help me to love you unconditionally, to love you for just who you are, just who you are, God, just who you are, not for what you can do for me or what you've done for me. So I'm thankful for all that you've done, all that you're going to do and all that you, yeah, what you've done and what you're going to do. But Lord, I'm even more thankful for just your nature 
and just how kind you are, how righteous you are, how just how you're, you're filled with justice, you're filled with peace. Uh, you bring me joy. I sense your presence. And God, this, yeah, this, this last season of my life, these last few years, it just taught me this. You're just a good father. You're a good father. You're a good father. You're a good father, not because of what you do, but because of just your just nature. You're a good father, not because of what you do, not because of what you've done, but just because who you are. Like that song is who you are and I'm loved by you. Yes, you're perfect in all of your ways. You're perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Thank you, Lord. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this psalm. Help us not to harden our hearts every time we hear your voice. And Lord, help us to enter your rest. In Jesus' mighty, precious name, I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Have an amazing day. I'll holler at you later. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name, I pray. Amen.